Good morning, church. It's Pastor Chris. That's right. It's Mouthpiece from Victory Biker Church, Maine, and you're listening to the Born Again Biker Podcast. Today, man, today we're going to talk about how to react to the face of opposition. And I'll tell you, I am absolutely humble and loving reading the book of Acts again. Uh, I'll tell you, you know, my eyes have been opened. Uh, Not that they weren't before, but God just keeps revealing more and more and more to me as I read through the book of Acts. So we're going to talk about how to react in the face of opposition today. Uh, so we're going to start in verse 17, and we're going to read through, We're I'm sorry, we're in uh, Acts chapter 5, uh, and we're going to start in verse 17, and we're going to read our way through the end of chapter 5, because all of this is important. Uh, I'm going to stumble on some names, so bear with me through that, uh, but this is, this is actually a really, really, really good scripture here. Uh, the high priest and his officials, who were Sadducees, were filled with jealousy. They arrested the apostles and put them in the public jail. But the angel of the Lord came at night and opened the gates of the jail and brought them out. Then he told them, go to the temple and give the people the message of life. So at daybreak, the apostles entered the temple and were told, as they were told, and immediately began teaching. When the high priest and his officials arrived, they they convened the high council and the, the full assembly of the elders of Israel. Then they sent for the apostles to be brought to the, from the jail for trial. But when the temple guards went to the jail, the men were gone. So they returned to the council and reported the jail was securely locked with the guards standing outside. But when we opened the gates, no one was there. When the captain of the temple guard uh, and the leading priests were, had heard this, they were perplexed, wondering where it would all end. Then someone arrived with startling news. The men you put in jail are standing in the temple teaching the people. The captain went to the temple, went, I'm sorry, the captain went to his temple guards that, arrest, that arrested the apostles, but without, the captain went with his temple guards and arrested the apostles, but without violence. For they were filled, uh, they were afraid that the people would stone them. Then they brought the apostles before the high council where the high priest confronted them. We gave you strict orders never again to teach in this man's name, he said. Instead, you you have filled Jerusalem with your teachings about him and want to make us responsible for his death. But Peter and the apostles replied, we must obey God rather than human authority. The God of our ancestors raised Jesus from the dead after you killed him by hanging him on the cross. Then God put him in the place of honor at his right hand as the prince and savior. He did this so the people of Israel would repent of their sins and be forgiven. We are witnesses of these things. So is the Holy Spirit, who is given by God to those who obey him. When they heard this, the high council was furious and decided to kill them. But one member, a Pharisee named Gamaliel, who was an expert in religious law and respected by the people, stood, stood up and ordered that the men be sent out of the council chamber for a while. Then he said to his colleagues, men of Israel, 
take care of what you're planning to do to these men. Some time ago, there was a fellow named Thaddeus who pretended to be someone great. About 400 others joined him and he was killed and all his followers went their various ways. The whole movement came to nothing. After him, at the time of the census, there was, a, there was Judas of Galilee. He got people to follow him, but he was killed too, and his followers were scattered. So my advice is, leave these men alone. Let them go. If they're planning to do these things merely on their own, it will soon be overthrown. But if it's from God, you will not be able to overthrow them. You might even find yourselves fighting against God. The others accepted his advice. They called in the apostles and flogged them. Then they ordered them to never again speak in the name of Jesus, and they let them go. The apostles left the high council rejoicing that God had counted them worthy to suffer, suffer disgrace for the name of Jesus. And every day in the temple and from house to house, they continued to teach and preach this message. Jesus is the Messiah. Wow. All right. So there's a lot here. Man, it's just, just an amazing message. I absolutely love how the apostles are just so bold in their faith. Um, you know, so little backstory, you know, here are the, you know, the apostles are out preaching, you know, preaching Jesus's name and preaching what he's done. And, you know, the Jewish religious people, you know, the high, the high religious people, they, they find them and they're like, no, you can't do this. And they arrest them for doing it. And sorry, need coffee. So they get arrested and they're, you know, the, 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 they were jealous because people were starting to, the, the apostles are pulling the attention away from the, the religious leaders, the Pharisees, the Sadducees. They're, the apostles are pulling the attention away from them and themselves and putting it on Jesus. So the apostles get arrested and they get put in the public jail and they're, they're hanging out in jail doing their doing the apostle thing and an angel shows up and an angel's like yeah you don't belong to be in here so why don't you guys get out uh, and go to the temple and start teaching people again so here's a miracle you know the apostles are let out of jail and the doors are still locked the guards are still there. So at daybreak, they go to the temple and they start teaching again. And then, you know, the high council of Israel, they, they kind of convene, they get together, and they're like, okay, bring out the prisoners. So the guards go to get them, and they're not there. And they're just dumbfounded because the doors are locked, the guards are still in place, and they're not there. You know, they're already in the temple teaching at that point. And they're just, you know, the, the council's confused. And they're just sitting there going, what, where, where did they go? What, what is, what's going to come of this? So, somebody comes and tells them, you know, hey, look, those guys that you arrested yesterday, they're in the temple. They're talking about that Jesus guy again. 
So the temple guards, they go, and lo and behold, there they are. Now, me personally, if I would have seen that, I would have kind of freaked out a little bit because they were locked up, and now they're not, and I would kind of want to know how they did it. But they get arrested. And, you know, true, true to form, the apostles go without violence and without scene. You know, and there's something to be said about that. You know, this day and age, everybody wants to, you know, if, if, you, you, if you watch people, you know, there's always a little bit of resistance when it comes to being taken. You know, you watch, watch cops. <laughs> you know, everybody's got a little bit of a... You know, a little bit of resistance when they when they get arrested. And, but, you know, here, here are the apostles getting arrested for their faith. And they just, you know, basically put their hands behind their backs and say, Okay, take me. Let's go. So, they get brought behind, you know, they get brought to the council and they're like, Look, we told you not to teach in this guy's name ever again. We gave you strict orders not to do this. And I love the answer. You know, because they say, you know, the council says instead, you filled Jerusalem with your teachings about it. So they were told, don't teach Jesus anymore. Very much like we're starting to hear now. We're starting to hear people like, oh, you can't talk about Jesus in schools. You can't talk about Jesus at work. You can't, you can mention other things, but you can't talk about Jesus. You can't use his name anymore. But they said, you know, Instead, you're filling Jerusalem with your teachings about him, and you want to make make us responsible for his death. The Jewish people, I mean, they sat there and said, give us Barabbas instead of Jesus. And yet they don't want to take responsibility for him dying. They want to put that on the Romans because the Romans are the ones that physically did it. Excuse me. What allergies this morning. But Peter and the apostles said to them, we have to obey God instead of obeying man. So as, you know, regardless, in the face of, you know, opposition, what they're saying is instead of listening to what man says, we have to obey God. We have to do what it is that God is telling us to do. And I'm sorry if God is telling us to to tell people about Jesus nothing you say to us and nothing you do to us is going to make a difference. So they have to obey God. So the council decides we're just going to kill these guys. You know, these guys are troublemakers. They just, they're not going to stop. Let's just kill them and get it over. You know, imagine being able to to make that decision and be the religious people. That, oh yeah, we're just going to kill these people just to shut them up. You know, and it doesn't work that way. But, you know, I'm going to go back a second here, sorry. Um, it says here in verse 31... 32, 31 and 32. Then God put him in a place of honor at his right hand as a prince and a savior. He did this so the people of Israel would repent of their sins and be forgiven. Uh, we're witnesses to these things. So the Holy Spirit is uh, is given by God to those who obey him. 
you know, God had Jesus come and die. I want you to th- th- I want you to think about this for a second. God had Jesus come and die specifically so Israel would repent of their sins and be forgiven. And yet here is Israel. Here are the the representatives of Israel talking about killing these people for Jesus. They're going to they're going to kill these people. Because they're talking about Jesus. And Jesus came and died so these people could be forgiven of their sins. But somebody stands up and says, you know, one of the the Pharisees stands up and says, you know what, maybe we shouldn't do this. Because, you know, if they're doing this on their own, then it's going to fizzle out. And it's going to, you know, they'll they'll be fine. You know, if, if they do this on their own, then... It's going to be found out sooner or later, and people are going to kind of just fall away from it. And he gives a couple of examples of how this has happened in the past, but then he says, you know, if, but if this is not just of them, if this is of God, you know, and we kill these people, you know, we might be fighting against God, and we're not going to win that. So they decide to. They're like, you know what? Maybe we won't kill him. Maybe this guy's right. Maybe we shouldn't kill him. So they decide, you know, we're just going to give him beaten instead. So the council decides to have him flogged and turns him loose. Now, a flogging is basically a whipping. So these guys get whipped and they get turned loose. And I want you to notice, I want you to notice the attitude of the apostles. They get whipped, literally whipped. And they get ordered to never again speak in the name of Jesus before they get turned loose. Verse 41, the apostles left the high council rejoicing that God had counted them worthy to suffer the disease to suffer disgrace for the name of Jesus. And every day in the temple and from house to house, they continued to teach and preach the message that Jesus is the Messiah. First of all, they left the high council rejoicing that they got whipped. When was the last time that when you got in trouble for anything, you got reprimanded for something that you rejoiced in God for that? Here are these guys, they literally got whipped. Their backs were torn open by a whip. And they rejoiced that they were held worthy to receive that for Jesus. You know, and then they said, you know what? We're still going to obey God. We're still going to obey God. And every day... They went to the temple and they went house to house and they taught that Jesus was the Messiah. So church, the moral of this is regardless of what comes your way, regardless of how much the world is fighting against us teaching people about Jesus, regardless of what the consequence is, 
we have to stay true and we have to stay focused on what God says to do. Jesus said to go into the world, to preach my message, and to baptize people in my name. That is what Jesus is telling us to do. And in the face of opposition and in the face of danger, we need to stay true and we need to stay focused on God's mission for us as the church. So I'm going to leave this right there for you. I hope you're all blessed today. I hope this gives you something to think about. I love you. I'll talk to you all tomorrow. Have a great day.